0: Got to do let's get into the show hey guys welcome to this week's podcast episode for the financial freedom podcast i'm really excited about today's guest ryan urban he's the business owner's guide to money and he's he's got a linkedin and a youtube channel in today's talk we're going to talk all about the financial challenges faced by business owners simplified retirement planning, money, protecting your assets, maximizing the value of your business. It's going to be a great discussion. Ryan,
1: welcome. Thanks, doctor. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah. All my friends call me Chris and I consider you one. So uh, um, tell us the audience about yourself, your background, how you got started, and we'll get into it.
1: You know, uh, sure. It's interesting because you just had a guest on not long back, uh, Anna Uh, I'm trying to remember her last name. Uh, She was talking about Anna Nelson, uh, and she was talking about how a situation where she she faced a tough career decision. Uh, She had to, you know, she she wanted to do something new, but she wanted to do something that she loved. That she wanted to go wanted to go to work. And I, I was sitting here cheering her on because I had the same kind of a situation happen to me. I was in broadcasting for about 20 years, and the whole time I was in broadcasting. I kept thinking to myself, I'm just doing this until I decide what I'm gonna do when I grow up. Uh, one day I was doing a, an appearance, you know, that's you you go somewhere and you talk to people and they pay you for showing up. And and I was done with that. I was sitting in my car in Santa Cruz, California at a 7-Eleven and I was thinking to myself, I just, I've got to do what I wanna do with my life. I, I, I just don't wanna do this anymore. Well, I always wanted to be a financial advisor but you got, oh boy, you got, you know, your testing and, and, and education and training and all this stuff. It takes a long time. Well, it occurred to me that the, the time was going to go by anyway. And so I, I might as well do it. Uh, so I, I did it. And I was an advisor for about 20 years, uh, wrote a book called The Business Owner's Guide to Money. And one day last year in July, I got a call out of nowhere, and it was a a group. Uh, I lived in Colorado Springs. It was a group there who wanted to, to merge with my firm, and I said, "Yeah, I, you know, I'm probably a little closer to retirement." And they go, "Oh, well, that could work too." One thing led to another, and uh, October 31st of last year, I sold my my business, and uh, now. Uh, I help uh, individuals and businesses with really three things, uh, and I, I work with them only on an hourly fee basis. I don't take percentages and all that stuff. Look, We look at investment guidance, uh, investment uh, planning, uh, retirement planning, and asset protection. I was going to retire, and I told my wife and kids, yeah, I'm, I'm going to retire, and they laughed. They thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I'm nowhere near being ready to do that. So uh, that's where I am. That's That's how I got here.
0: Yeah. Really interesting. Um, and I, I, love this idea of, uh, going for it. So, uh, like I said, you're, the time is going to pass by and you're missing out by, by not acting. One thing is talking about, um, of the financial challenges faced by business owners and the biggest financial mistakes business owners make.
1: Mm-hmm. So what, what is that? Well, you know, it's almost unfair, uh, Chris, because, on one hand, you might be um, the best physician or the best florist or the best plumber, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're going to be a good business owner. <laughs> and it's it's an entirely different skill set and it's almost unfair. And, and so that's the biggest challenge because what a lot of business owners don't understand, and I have to bring it up to them. And sometimes I'll get this blank look on their face like I, I hadn't even thought of that. Is that you're building equity in your business, and for a lot of people, when you sell that business one day, it's going to be your retirement or, or much of your retirement, and so you're having to juggle a lot of balls at one time here. You're, you're trying to do what you do, you're trying to be a business owner, which is a different skill set, and you're trying to plan for retirement, and so there are certain things that the business owners can do uh, to make it a little bit better uh, for them, but. But the first thing that a business owner needs to do, and this is whether it's a, a new business, if you're just thinking about a business, if even if you've been in business for a while, it's it's almost a dirty word but or dirty phrase. Here it comes, business plan. People hate the thought of doing business plans. And I'll tell you something, and this is not a commercial for me because I, I don't do business plans, but I want a business owner to write their own business plan. And the reason for that is if you write a business plan properly, Chris, it's going to force you to look at your business from every angle. And this includes things like your competition, your marketing, the numbers, And if you're thinking about going into business, it may turn out that you don't want to do it after you've written this business plan. It may not, it may not be feasible. You know, maybe you wanted to be a typewriter repairman. Well, there's not a lot of call for that right now. And so maybe maybe that will help you. But but when you're forced to look at every little part of your business, a business plan really really can help. That is number one. That's that's the first thing I want people to do. I love
0: that. I love that idea. Um, and then uh, something um, talking about um, you know as we talk into more of the from the business to the personal side. But um, talk about retirement planning and financial planning for
1: business owners. It's complicated. Uh, normally, uh, when when I sit down and, and I do income planning for an individual who has a job, you know, a real job. So, so what you're doing then is you're looking at things like, well, what is their 401k going to look like in X years? What is their Social Security benefit going to look like in X years? And, and so we, we, we put all this together and we have six things that we look at. And then we can actually it, it, it's actually a very clarifying moment for them, because when they when we're done, I have a number for them and and it's it it's it's very helpful to them it makes it much more simple with a business owner it's a different deal you you may have some kind of a retirement plan but you also have that business and so part of what you have to do is you have to make that business as valuable and as attractive to buy as possible like you're selling a used car right <laughs> i mean if you're selling a used car what are you going to do you're going to you're going to spiff it up you're going to vacuum it you're going to clean it up well, here's the good news about that. Uh, it, it occurred to me over the years working with business owners, if you, there are things that you can do to make your business more valuable to sell that make it more effective today, that that help you make more money today. You really need to do that because when you sell your business, a lot of people, a, a big mistake people make is they assume that someone is just going to come along and write a check for your business. Well, That ain't how it usually works. The terms when you sell your business, it's oftentimes going to be a buyout period or you may work for the business for a couple of years so that there's a transition so that the new buyers don't lose all your clients. And so there are a lot of things you have to think about. So just as you have to plan for retirement, you have to plan for the eventual sale of your business, even if it's only 10 years down the road, while you're trying to be good at what you do. (laughs) And while you're running the business, that's that's a lot of responsibility and it takes a lot of planning.
0: So how how do um, when you say um, maximizing the value of your business, you know, kind of what are some things and how how business owners can get the most money for their what kind of metrics should they be looking at? Or
1: it's a great question. It's a great question. And we have around 10 things that we look at uh, that are very careful. Again, remember, these are things that also make your business better today. So the first thing we look at is the size and concentration of your, your client base. So in other words, you have to ask yourself, are there one or two or three or four clients who, if they were to leave, I'd be in trouble? Well, remember that the business buyer is thinking the same thing. All right. So they're going to look at at the concentration of of your business. Another thing is owner as the MVP. In other words, is the owner of the company too important? Can the company not run itself in case that the owner is not there? Maybe they're incapacitated. Maybe they can't be there for some reason. Well, a a buyer wants to know that, too. Uh, They're going to look at things like competitive advantages. Why? How do you compare to your competition? Where are your strengths and where are your weaknesses? And that goes back to writing your business plan, because when you're writing a business plan, you have to check out your competition. What does your marketing look like? How well are you branding yourself? How do you set yourself apart from them? How smooth are your inner logistics? What do they call it uh, in furniture, uh, feng shui, right? So (laughs) how how smooth is the movement of business through your company from the time the the phone rings to the time you've sold your product or your service? We look at things like how many long-term employees do you have and what are you doing to keep them? Again, th- this is all stuff that a business buyer is going to look at. How, how smooth is your accounting system? How accurate is it? What kind of contracts do you have with long-term clients? So, so there are several things, little tinier things, that if a, if a buyer is smart, they're going to ask you. And I'll tell you, when that phone rang that day, when they were going to offer to, to buy me out i'm glad i was keeping keeping up on this because these are all questions they asked me too everything i just said was it's going to make if, if you address these today it's going to make your business run better today but it's also going to make your business more attractive to sell
0: yeah i love that and how does it uh so for example like a um like a social media i know this is what you're referring to is kind of like um traditional you know businesses I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's brick and mortar, but what about like, for example, like if you have a blog or um like a YouTube channel, you know, you know, Mr. Beast, for example, or you know, TikTok channel. How do you how do you take how do you look at that in terms of um
1: maximizing the value? Many of the same things still apply. So so you want to make sure, well, with with something like a virtual business, right? <laughs> You, and, and that's, you know, a relatively new concept. But with a virtual business, you have to do pretty much everything I just discussed. But also, you, you have to make sure that your marketing is set up in such a way that you're attracting people to come to you without having to spend too much money to do it. This stuff is expensive. You know, if, if you go out, I'm you know, advertising is something that people do have to do from time to time, but not maybe necessarily. Look at what we're doing. What we're doing right now is what you're doing with your podcast is you're providing value for your viewers. It's not like you're sitting there trying to sing, you know, (laughs) you're, you're providing value to to your viewers. And, and I think that a person who is, who's interested in buying something, they can smell when someone is, is playing games with them. So the, the first thing you have to do when you're on social media is, is give is, is provide value. Sometimes it's going to come back around. Sometimes it's not. But the thing is, two things. One, it may come back around. But also, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And yeah. so social media can be absolutely fantastic as long as you continue to to provide value. Now, the weakness of it is, remember I talked about owner as the MVP? Because you and I are the face of our podcast, right? Yeah. So if we were to leave... You know, there's a problem. So what you do there is you you have a a plan in place where someone is going to replace you, or they and and a great way to do that is is have them come on, ha- have them join you, and then slowly you do a handoff. You know who's doing that? I used to be a um, a Dave Ramsey smartfester pro, and he's he's in the process of doing that now, where he's he's probably seeing the end end zone. You know, the retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he brings in other people to assist. And now they're as well-known as he is just about.
0: I think uh, Tony Robbins is also doing the same thing. I see him, there's two, like there's uh, Scott something and there's another Ken something. But uh, he's actually, you know, he does more of the, but it's interesting. The other question is, uh, what's the best way to avoid financial risk? Because, um, you know, these days your business can get shut down for, you know, like COVID, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, you could face a lawsuit. You know, what? How do you avoid all this um, volatility?
1: Well, that, that comes in different flavors because as a business owner, you, you know your risk is it has to be covered by things like insurance. That includes things like professional insurance, but you also have to protect yourself health wise. And, and there are ways to do that. There are ways to use uh, a life insurance policy to pay for long term care
0: mm-hmm. because
1: if you're if you're put down for X months. We go back to owner is MVP. If you're not there, what's going to happen to your business? So, yeah. so you have to have a plan in place. And we go back to the word planning. And, and, and that's why we have to do this. Because you have to plan for the unexpected. So make sure that your professional insurance is up to speed. And then you got to make sure that that your inner insurance, that you have someone to whom you will hand things off. And in my, in my industry, that's called a key person, right? So that's going to be someone who really gets it who understands what you're doing and how you're doing it, they're worth their weight in gold. And if I'm talking to business owners here and I say it's hard to find good people, they're not going to be disagreeing with me. You know, I mean, it it is hard to find good people. So if you get somebody, you have to incentivize them to to stay with you and and to work with you. And again, a buyer is going to be looking at that as well. When it comes to things like investment risk and, and risk with your money, the best way I can put this is the bad news is there are so many options out there with money. The good news is there are so many options out there with money. In other words, there are different ways to do this, to control your risk. And as long as you make sure there might be, let's say four or five, six different ways to, to grow your money. Well, if you understand what they are, Chris, And if you boil them down to four or five good ones, then you can choose the one with which you are most comfortable. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one of these, as long as it's a good plan, obviously. But the problem is, and this is another mistake I see a lot of people making is they can't take as much risk as they think they can. (laughs) When it goes south on them, and it will at some point, it's going to go south on you. If you're comfortable with what you're doing, you're going to stick it through. If you're not, what are you going to do? You're going to jump, and you're going to you're going to jump. What does Dave Ramsey say? Um, the the, pe- the mistake people make is on a roller coaster they jump off at the bottom. Well, you don't <laughs> want to jump off at the bottom. You want to let it. You want to ride it back up. And so, planning, being comfortable with what you choose with your money, could not be more important because you really want to have a long term plan that you like. And that you can sleep at night.
0: What about, uh, for example, now with um, competition, especially for example, if you see what Netflix did to Blockbuster or what Amazon? You know, my wife and I were driving on the highway, and this really vibrant uh, mall that we used to go to when I was a kid is yeah. gone. It's like yeah. empty. So, these how do you how do you prevent that? You know, or just you know, just kind of AI and. You know, uh, quantum computing, you know, these technologies could just rapidly just take,
1: you know, take you out. You, that's such <laughs> a huge question. I'll be I'll be perfectly <laughs> frank with you. I don't have a full answer yet. All, all I can tell you is that you have to look ahead and that you have to look at you have to look at your particular industry. Because, let's, let's for example, if you're a dentist, it's probably not going to affect you that much. <laughs> right. Because you're hands on. You can't. Someone can't get their teeth fixed online. So if you're one of those industries, you're you're in better shape. But boy, I bet we could sit down and come up with a few dozen industries that 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 may be dealing with that Uh, early on in this process, and that's where we are right now. What I'm thinking is that you're gonna you're gonna have to add your the services you offer so that you can personalize this stuff more to them. An example of that is when Walmart really exploded onto the scene. I, I wrote a few articles on, on this, uh, back when I was writing it, you know, who is really dying off. A lot of little mom and pop shops were dying off, but, uh, gift stores and, and party stores were dying off really quickly because people just got all their stuff from Walmart. Okay. So mm-hmm. the way they dealt with it was, was to provide extremely good service Mm-hmm. And, and really personalize the, the, the experience for the client. And that's how they stayed afloat. You know, you're you're absolutely right. The thing is, we know that AI is going to play a huge role, but we don't know how yet. Yeah. You know, it, and it's still a bit of a mystery, but I have a feeling you want to you want to keep your hands on this. You know, uh, again, you know, dentists, plumbers, uh, landscape—they're they're not going to be taken over at least anytime soon. But yeah, they're going to be—they're going to be some some businesses here that they're going to have to really, really personalize what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting.
0: It's going to yeah. be interesting, especially in healthcare, how hospitals—you know—with they are just such thin margins and just yeah. high overhead and cost of healthcare and. Doctors, you know, leaving, it's going to be, I think healthcare is going to really have to figure out how to survive or they're going to, it's going to, you know, something similar to Blockbuster or, or uh, you know, the Walmart to mm-hmm. the Amazon effects.
1: You know, we might see, I've thought a lot about that. Um, what we might see is, is is uh, uh, I don't want to use the word breakup, but where we see some of the smaller uh, professional medical services springing up like neighborhood neighborhood thing like like Wal, Walgreens is doing now where they have these little tiny clinics where the triage is not you know is, is not that big a deal and and the actual services are not that big a deal and we may see the medical profession bring itself up over that level a little bit and, yeah. and take on the more acute situations because it's um, you know that's going to be a challenge too but that's another thing that, that is not easily going to be fixed. We're going to see a lot more telemedicine I mean, we, obviously we see that. So that's the kind of thing we're going to see. But, but yeah, there are going to be changes there too. And what, you know, them and, and teachers talk about important professions. Oh, they're yeah. seeing changes too. Yeah. Teachers. Yeah.
0: Fascinating discussion. Um, how can people contact you, um, follow you, reach out to you? And what's your you know, final uh, parting words on financial strategy and businesses? Um, and how can they uh, contact you?
1: You know, I uh, thank you for that. I, uh, you, my, my message is always the same, and that is plan ahead. Make sure you have a plan and your plan can change with time. And don't forget that when you do make decisions financially, that you're comfortable with them and you're not going to be stuck with just one choice. You're going to have a few choices. Choose the one that you can sleep at night with. If you like to reach me, I reach I work only on an hourly basis as needed. So it's nice and easy. I'm not taking percentages and all that stuff. My website is Alpha Podcast is the business owner's guide to money. And you can reach me. My email is Ryan Alpha.
0: And for all the audience out there, let's thank Ryan for coming on to the show and um, really talking about financial planning and how to survive as a business owner in today's time. Great discussion on disruptive technology and trends and uh, all of his resources will be in the links and show notes. And thanks so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: Great, Chris. Thanks so much.